Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you a part of a trauma bond and don't even realize it? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the What's Eating You podcast with your host, Stephanie Giorgio, who is a psychologist, a clinical psychology registrar, board-approved supervisor, and author here to take you through all the mental health topics and questions that you deserve answers for. Now, today's question comes from a viewer on Instagram in my Psychology Sunday little question box in my story, and they have asked how to deal with a breakup after a trauma bond. Now, you know what to do before we get into today's episode, like, subscribe, rate, follow all the things because that helps us push it out to more and more people and shows me that you're actually enjoying it and people are listening to this. So thank you so much if you have already. I did see the little reviews going up on Spotify, but please leave a written review on Apple and a rating on Spotify and I'll be forever grateful. Trauma bond. This is a term that is coming up on TikTok over and over again and people are becoming more aware of stuff going on in their relationship. So let's begin by breaking down what is a trauma bond. Trauma bonds is a term developed by Patrick Carnes to describe emotional bonds with an individual that arise from a recurring cyclical pattern of abuse perpetuated by intermittent reinforcement through rewards and punishment. The process of forming trauma bonds is referred to as trauma bonding or traumatic bonding. Okay, what does that even mean? If you've studied psychology, you're going to remember back to learning about classical and operant conditioning, right? Remember um, Pavlov's dogs and the dogs, when they drool, you give them a treat, but then what they do is they pair a bell sound with the treat and then the dog ends up salivating just from the bell sound and doesn't even need the treat. Why am I telling you this? Because behaviours get reinforced when they are rewarded and essentially behaviours can get extinguished when they are punished. 
This is called reinforcement or intermittent reinforcement. Intermittent reinforcement means you sometimes give the reward, but you sometimes don't. It's not a consistent positive reinforcement cycle. Okay. And this has issues in itself. So trauma bonding refers to a psychological response to abuse. It is a harmful coping mechanism caused by danger, shame, or exploitation that manifests as an unhealthy attachment to the abuser. The thought of a person developing an attachment to their abuser is often challenging to grasp and really hard to understand. From the outside, and I've witnessed this, you can see people and think, why does she keep going back to him? Or doesn't he see he's being manipulated? Even when you watch TV shows, you see this pattern and you wonder how can people be in that? But a lot of people don't even realize they're in it until they're out of it, right? Now, this comes with little surprise because even people in such situations, they don't even realize that they've been trapped in the vicious cycle of abusive relationships. I want to give an example of a trauma bond, right? So a person may develop a trauma bond because they rely on a particular person who's abusive to fulfill their emotional needs. So for example, a child relies on their parent or caregiver for love and support. But if that parent is abusive, the child may come to associate love with abuse. So remember earlier, I made that example. If you give a dog a treat, it's going to salivate. If you ring a bell, every time you give the dog a treat, eventually the dog learns to pair the bell with salivating. So when he hears the bell, it's going to salivate. So you don't even need the stimulus there anymore to have that same reaction. So essentially, because the abuser or the abusive parent is showing love to that child, but then also shows abuse to that child, they may learn to associate abuse with love, right? So it can get quite complicating. Now, there are seven stages of trauma bonding. Let's go through what they are. So the stages of trauma bonding, and you've probably heard these terms. So all these terms that you've heard on social media or on TV, they form part of trauma bonding. So you've probably heard of gaslighting, and I'll explain these all in a moment. Love bombing, emotional addiction, criticism, loss of self, and trust and dependency. Now, understanding the phrases is necessary for victims to realize their situation and learn how to break trauma bonds. So let's go through each one. Stage one, gaslighting. Gaslighting is an emotional abuse in which the abuser makes the abused question their reality, beliefs, and sanity. So everyone throws around the word gaslighting, but what it is, it's basically when someone makes you question your reality. So I'll say, hey, um, I'm at the cafe. You're not here yet. What's going on? I call, I call my partner. What do you mean? Look, cafe. I never told you to meet at a cafe. And I'll say, what do you, what do you mean? You called me before and said meet at this cafe at 12 o'clock. No, I didn't say meet at that cafe. And they're so assured in what they're saying that you think, am I going crazy? Maybe they didn't say that. What's going on? Now, this technique of psychological manipulation typically occurs in abusive relationships. And 
What happens is victims are manipulated to overlook the harmful behaviours of the abusive partner. Victims of gaslighting second-guess themselves, which is caused by consistently receiving false information, making it harder to break the trauma bond. So essentially, it's a technique that breaks you down. You question your own sanity. You question whether you're right in the head. And this is why you then become reliant on that person who is assured in what they're saying to you. The second stage of trauma bonding is love bombing. You've probably heard of this in narcissistic relationships. Now, you're probably wondering, is trauma bonding associated with narcissism or narcissists? And the brief summary is trauma bonding is probably most likely to occur when you're dating people with narcissistic traits or narcissistic personality disorder. So love bombing refers to the behavior or patterns of behavior in which someone overwhelms another person with displays of affection and admiration. It's kind of like the honeymoon phase, but on steroids. It uses loving words, flattery, excessive attention as tactics to manipulate the recipient into making them feel dependent and indebted to their abuser. Oh my gosh, he bought me tickets to Dubai or you know, he tells me he loves me every day and I know it's only been a month, but he bought me this and told me this and we're going to move in together. Additionally, it causes victims to disregard their perpetrator's abusive behaviors and induce confusion regarding the nature of the relationship, right? So for example, they may think, oh, you know, yes, he gets angry from time to time, puts me down, but he always tells me he loves me or he always takes me on these romantic getaways. The third stage of emotional addiction Well, it's called emotional addiction, but the third stage of trauma bonding is emotional addiction. Now, this means that the highs and lows of the relationship become addictive to the individual. Their body constantly produces cortisol, stress, and craves dopamine, pleasure, right? This results in a cycle of dependency that closely resembles drug addiction. The abused person may know that they're in an unhealthy relationship, but they feel they cannot leave it. So I'll give you an example. It's it's almost like they hang for the highs, even though they know the lows are there. Uh, so let's just say exercise for an example. You know when you exercise, you're going to feel good, you're going to feel amazing, but then maybe when you don't exercise, you feel stressed or you feel worried, you're going to gain weight and that creates cortisol, et cetera. I'm not comparing this to the gym or weight loss, et cetera, just the brain. Because what happens is when you're in a relationship, the part of your brain that lights up is the same part of your brain that lights up with alcohol, sex, drugs, food, excitement, dopamine. It's your pleasure seeking center. And that's why when you break up, it feels so bad because you're going through withdrawals. And then people want that fix. I'll just stalk their social media. I'll just text them when I'm drunk because that is like snorting a line of drugs. It's getting that fix. Okay. So emotional addiction is the addiction to the highs and the lows for that relationship. It sounds really full on, but as you listen to this, you may recognize it in yourself and that's okay because I'm going to tell you how to get through it. The fourth stage of a trauma bond out of seven stages is criticism. Criticism is a stage where the abusive partner criticizes and blames the other person 
for things they fully know are not that person's fault, which essentially can lead to emotional abuse. The showering of over-the-top attention and affection previously displayed is slowly replaced with criticism, right? So after love bombing, we start to see criticism creeping in. And this might include emotional abuse such as insults, belittling, constant humiliation and intimidation. This leaves the victim confused about how all the blame lying in denial was shifted onto them. And I've seen this with my own eyes that people come to me and actually say, Steph, I'm sending you this message or I'm telling you this story because I actually don't know if, like, am I to blame? Is this my fault? They actually can't even see it clearly anymore, right? But criticism could be an example such as, you know what? I pay for the rent, I pay for everything, and you don't even you don't even clean the house. You don't do in anything around here. Look at everything I do. Look at everything I provide you, right? I could kick you out any minute. I've got the money, you don't. Humiliation, embarrassing them in front of other people. Oh, you're always so clumsy like that. Yeah? Now, the fifth stage of trauma bonding is loss of self. Loss of self happens when an individual settles for anything just to keep the peace at the expense of their self-confidence and sense of self. And I've seen this because in toxic relationships, I'll say to the person, what needs to happen for you to actually leave this relationship? What does that other person actually need to do? Pump up your podcast playlist with limitless motivation and success. Way of Life, W-H-E-Y, is a podcast made for anyone looking to add some positive motivation to their day. Each week, host Gus Holland covers all that is success inside and outside the gym. He brings his background as a certified personal trainer and fitness enthusiast to dive into motivational stories, advice, as well as in-depth interviews with awesome guests. Every episode is jam-packed with motivation, helping you stay primed and focused to crush your goals. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Tune into Way of Life with host Gus Holland, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Start listening right now. And they can't answer me. The answer's simple, right? It would be, oh, if they cheated on me, if they lied to me, whatever. But they actually can't answer that because they know deep down they're never going to leave. They start to lose themselves. They don't know what they like. They don't know who they are. They don't know what their interests are because they've become this social chameleon. And when they try to push back against the disruptive behaviors of the abuser, the situation gets worse. I think abuser is a very strong word, but even in a relationship dynamic, you may not see this person as an abuser, but their behavior says otherwise, right? Think about when you've tried to push back against someone, how they received it. Are they caring and nurturing of your needs or does the situation just escalate? Research shows that victims, they stay in abusive relationships out of fear of physical or financial harm if they chose to leave and that acceptance of abuse is a solution to solving issues that cause them. So, for example, I've spoken to people who have said, oh, my gosh, but They're saying that I owe all this money and then if I leave, they're going to make me pay that money and they're going to get lawyers, etc. The sixth stage of a trauma bond is trust and dependency. 
This stage involves winning over an abusee's trust to try and manipulate them into being dependent on the abuser for validation and attention. Okay? This dependency bond develops as a result of the prior displays of love and affection that only serve to reinforce the power that the perpetrator has over the victim. Right? So they feel that they're only going to get that attention from their partner. Oh, you know, no one will look at you the way I look at you. No one will ever treat you the way I've treated you, right, which further controls the person. It further confuses them. I had to interrupt here to talk about the window of tolerance video that is going viral on TikTok and say a massive thank you to your support. I did this video to talk about how trauma or adverse life experiences affect your window of tolerance. Essentially, this is the window where you can tolerate everyday situations. If you're someone who struggles with anxiety, overwhelm, or you seem to flip the lid really easily, I've created the ultimate toolbox for you. Click the link in my bio on social media to check out the Window of Tolerance Toolkit. It's on sale for people listening to this episode, and it has all the resources to calm your nervous system, make a self-soothing kit at home you can even use with the kids, and how to increase your window of tolerance so you feel happier and more capable with everyday situations. That's all for now. I'll see you again. Seven, the final stage of a trauma bond is resigning to control transpires when an open discussion does not work anymore and only ends with the abuser creating a litany of complaints meant to shift blame onto the victim. You feel you can never win. And the hard thing is a lot of these people who are in these relationships, a lot of, a lot of the abusers are very um, intelligent or well-spoken and they can really carefully construct an argument that often has you feeling at a loss because perhaps you aren't as intellectually able to articulate how you're feeling. And more often than not, when you're in a situation where you're having a discussion, you're probably likely to go into fight or flight, which makes your frontal lobe flip and you're probably going to freeze and you can't actually get the words out you want to say because you're in that survival mode. Now, this gets frustrating and exhausting over time. So victims compromise to resolve conflicts by giving in to their abusers. They, they can't be bothered with it anymore. You know what? Oh, well, you know what? He may look at other girls, but I can't be bothered arguing about it. Psychologists state that victims may deter from leaving an abusive relationship because they believe that a partner's abusive behavior is temporary. Oh, he's just so stressed or she just has so much going on at work. I shouldn't generalize on sexes here. It can happen in any type of relationship dynamic, okay? And they believe that it's possible to reinstall peace in the relationship. In this situation, the victim may convince themselves into thinking that the partner will change. You know, once we're married, once we're engaged, when we have a kid, when this big work deal's over, things will get better. Now, the person who submitted this question asked how to deal with breakup after a trauma bond. All I'm going to say, it, it is going to be so freaking hard and painful, okay? But I'm so proud of you. If you have broken up with someone who you feel you were in a trauma bond with, well done. It's probably not the first time, but well done. It doesn't get better. They don't change. They don't care about your needs. And I always say, at the end of the day, the way someone responds to your needs tells you everything you need to know about that person. If you bring up your concerns, your needs, 
what's bothering you and they belittle you, they minimize it, they invalidate it. They say, you're just being emotional. Bad sign. So step one, well done that you've acknowledged that you were in a trauma bond. Acknowledging you're being subject to poor treatment and manipulation can help you get started in breaking a trauma bond. The first step to break it is acknowledging that a bond exists. Living in reality and making a firm decision to leave, you have to be 100% sure. And I've seen this over and over again to the point I've had to say to people, you are not going to leave them, so listen to me carefully. This situation is going to get ugly. You are going to get hurt. You're going to get destroyed. But they are going to break up with you. That's the only way you are going to leave. And most of the time that happens. Okay? The first step to emerging from an unhealthy relationship, whether with a person or even an addiction, is to be honest with yourself and acknowledging the seriousness of the situation. It is serious. If you are hiding this from your family, if you are hiding this from your friends, If you are changing who you are to try to get this person to choose you, to like you, to be with you, that's problematic. That is really problematic. So once you've recognized that you've been in this dynamic or you're in this dynamic or maybe you're listening to this podcast and and you're thinking, holy crap, right? The first step is to recognize it because awareness precedes change. Recognizing the abuse may open a person's mind to develop an awareness of the abusive situation and no one deserves to be in such a dangerous position. If you don't feel safe, if you don't feel secure on a consistent basis in your relationship, that is a problem. The next step is to live in reality, okay? You're not dating someone's potential. You're in reality here and refrain from fantasizing that the situation could still be how it was during the good old times. Oh, there was so much good, and all I can think about was the good. You know, your brain tends to actually block out the bad. Now, I encourage people to write things down. Write down all the bad stuff. So when your brain freezes, when you're blocked, when you're in fight or flight, you can open your phone and you can read the notes. You've got the evidence there. So when you're being gaslighted or you feel that you don't know the truth and you're confused, open your phone and read it. Write all the bad stuff that they did. Okay? Living in the moment involves reminding oneself to pay attention to what feels in that moment and how their emotions are affecting the present. And don't hold on onto what could happen, all the good times, all the nice things they did. No. As the Neuroscience Institute suggests, allow yourself to feel your emotions. These are temporary and will fade away. Returning to an abusive relationship is not an option and it only perpetuates the cycle of mistreatment and abuse. Okay? Get professional help. You need to speak to a therapist. Yeah? There is damage. If you've gone through this, there is damage to your self-esteem, to your anxiety, to your identity. And you need help to recover. And you need no contact with that person for at least six months. And if you're having a moment of weakness, I want you to just remind yourself, what happened last time? Who reached out to who? You know, how was it the last time you got back together? I'm sorry if this sounds tough, but you need to hear this. 
or someone you love, send this episode to them because it's hard to see it. All right. So once you recognize it, once you stop fantasizing, you need to cut all ties with them. It's not as easy as just leaving. It's not as easy as just saying, I'm done. You need to physically, emotionally, social media-ally get out, block, delete, get your stuff. I don't care if you left your clothes there, leave them there. You don't need to contact that person to pick up your stuff. You know what? It's just, it's gone. Get people to hold you accountable. Tell people what's going on. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell them you messed up, you went back, you're stuck, you're in a trauma bond. Okay? Getting out of the circumstance and owning it and coming clean with your family and friends is a necessary step for regaining a sense of self, developing self-care practices and seeking help from a mental health professional who can offer guidance and support. Now, if you're going to get therapy, make sure they are trauma-informed. Even support groups can be amazing for you that address trauma bonding. Trauma-informed care is an intervention. It focuses on how traumatic experiences impact an individual's life. Right, you may do some cognitive behavioral therapy, some eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Now, there are groups as well that you can find to support toxic relationship survivors. How long does it take to heal and get normal again? Shouldn't use the word normal, but I mean, reinstate your sense of self. Well, it's different for everyone. Okay, but the more you stick to this, the more you try the longer you go without speaking to that person it will get easier it's like going to the gym if you go once a week you're probably not going to see much of a result yeah if you go more often and then you pair that with self-care you pair that with nutrition you're probably going to see a result sooner journal write everything down get your feelings out you need to help build that healthy adult that you lost during this. It doesn't get better, I promise you. And at the end of the day, if you're unsure about your relationship, that's a red flag. You should feel certainty. You should feel security. You should feel happy. Happy more often than not. Yes, of course, relationships have little quarrels, but you can talk through it. But when you're in this type of dynamic, it feels like there's never, ever a resolution. You brush over it and then things will explode. So in summary, Once you've recognized it and you start working on yourself, you read, you journal, you talk to a professional, you come clean to family and friends, you can get some books. I'm a really big fan of self-help. Start to rediscover who you are outside of this person. Who were you before this relationship and who do you want to be? And you start working on that person because you are the most important project you'll ever work on. And maybe stay clear of relationships for a little while. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. Let me know on Instagram. Take a screenshot, tag me, all the things. Hope this was helpful. And of course, if you want a topic to be covered every Sunday, I put a little box up on my Instagram. Type your request in there. A massive thank you. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next episode.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.